Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. The year was 1999, aged 17. My next guest tentatively entered a disco run by Outcomers in Drogheda. After years of confusion, unsure about his identity, he finally discovered who he was. A kiss on that dance floor changed everything and he came out as gay to his family and friends. Whilst his experience of coming out was largely positive, he has unfortunately, like many of the LGBTQ plus community in this country, experienced his fair share of hatred and homophobia particularly in the run-up to the marriage referendum for which he volunteered and campaigned to secure the yes vote. Whilst that moment was huge for the LGBTQ plus community, a lot more needs to be done in changing deeply ingrained attitudes and discrimination in this country. June marks Pride Month, a month to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community. And so I'm delighted to have the wonderful Anthony Kennehan. He's chair of Outcomers Drogheda. He's a professional actor and LGBTQ plus activist. And he's with me for Monday Motivation. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm great, Jeanette. Thanks a million for having me. I appreciate it. No, listen, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to share your story with us. No but take me back to before that disco when you were 17. What were your teenage years like up to that? Were there girls on the scene? Did Or did you know early on that you were gay? No, I, I didn't know. I um, Happy Pride, everybody, by the way. Yeah, so um, Happy Pride is right, yeah. Pride, um, uh, so um, my teenage years were great. I, I had a great group of friends. Um, I was fr- from Dramiskin and uh, so what would be wrong with us if you were going around uh, having a laugh? But uh, the wa- I wasn't sure. No, I I, I had girlfriends. Um, I was pining over certain girls and, and mm-hmm. always found like there was something wanting in me, something missing in me. Um, and it wasn't until towards the age of 16 I was kind of like going... Oh, something's not a hundred percent here. And coming from a Roman Catholic background, you know, you know that there's there's certain um, thoughts or uh, kind of feelings that was coming into my head, uh, into my body that I, I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with. I wasn't sure about, and I kept kind of trying to suppress and, and bury and and not let them come to to the fore a lot. And um, so, yeah, there was there was you know, girlfriends, but I was trying to fit into a box. You know, I was trying to fit into a pre-subscribed kind of, this is what you're supposed to be. This is what this, the way you're supposed to think. Um, and that's, that's who pre-17 Anthony was really. Yeah. And trying to live up to that. Trying to live up to that and not fitting quite into into that box. Yeah. So what was going through your mind then as you went into this disco? Because this was pretty much the first time that you were entering this new world. 
Yeah, I mean, so look, I mean, I was uh, I was going there with, with my best mate Owen, and uh, uh, he he knew he was gay. He'd come out previous to that, and he was like looking for some uh, moral support, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Come along with me." And I was like, no, no. And he was like, come on, come on, we'll have a good time and blah, blah, blah. So I, I genuinely, I know it sounds weird now, but I genuinely was kind of just going as moral support for Owen. I knew the group of friends that he was going with and we were going to have a laugh and that was all the rest. Um, so we went in and I was, I suppose, was a bit nervous and excitement. I was curious. Yeah. That's what it was. I was curious. The curiosity was peaking in me. So I went in uh, with Owen and um, there to support him. And there was a friend of a friend there and um, I... W- got a bit of courage in me and I suppose later on in the night I approached him uh, Barry and I said you know do you want to dance and we went out onto the dance floor and we kissed and literally you know my life my the sense of myself changed from that moment on it was like that piece that missing piece of the jigsaw you know it, mm. it was there I, I realised who I was the next day I remember I could practically do cartwheels because it was just from being so uncertain and so unsure um, I had the confidence in myself then that yes this is what I want you know and actually after you know kissing him and you know realising that the world didn't collapse the sky didn't fall down I wasn't a bad person the feelings that I was feeling at that time couldn't be negative you know um, that gave me a great boost that gave me a, a great sense of self and it was it, there was no turning back after that yeah it, it and, was great and, and you know when, when you describe that is it kind of the same for a lot of people coming out is it more so the anticipation and the kind of what ifs of the negative side uh, that's coming to the fore and when you actually do take that plunge and go for it and kind of say this is who I am that things start to become better yeah I mean I think a lot well, like a lot of things you are your own worst enemy and yeah. you, your your mind can play you know devilish tricks on you um, so certainly the the in the run up to it, it you're 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 a bad person you can't be that you need to reject it. it's just reject reject um, protect yourself to protect those around you people won't accept you Um so yeah, I think. Look, I mean, everybody's different. Mm. Of course, that was nineteen ninety nine. Things might be slightly different now. I would hope they are. But um, yeah, I think you know, you yourself can be your own worst enemy. Um, but for me, it was really finding that sense of self, and 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 when you do that coming out action, which is you know, it's so huge for anybody that's had to go through it. You know, I mean, as 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 heterosexual people, you. I suppose you just never know. You don't no. have to come out to people mm. uh, saying, "Well, I'm, I'm straight," you know. I, I you know, I, I, I like men, uh, or whatever. You know, you just don't have to experience that. Where certainly in the younger days, or when you are coming to terms with your own sexuality, you do have to make those declarations, and it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable, kind of going, "Okay, what way are these people going to react? Are they going to shun me? Are they going to reject me?" And it's, it really is such. Um, a tentative time. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's a, such a time. It's a really therapy. vulnerable time as well yeah, for, for, for you. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. what was it like coming out and who did you come out to first? I mean, my, I, I had a great group of friends and as I said, my one of my best mates, Owen, he was already kind of out. Um, so I had a great um, confidence that, you know, when they accepted him for who they were, they were going to accept me for who I was. So I was really lucky. I Again, I'd say I was privileged in that respect. Mm. I also knew my family weren't going to kick me out in the street. Do you know what I mean? While it was scary and it was, I had all those feelings about telling them, 
um, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be left homeless or I wasn't going to be shunned from the family because of it. So I had uh, a confidence in myself there. And again, I repeat the fact that I was lucky. I was able mm. to go on and do the things later in life, like with the LGBT activism, because I knew I had the support of my family and friends around me. So that was great. Look, I mean, I'm from a small village, uh, Dramiskin, uh, and um, it's not like I was screaming from the rooftops, you know, yeah. either. But, you know, like, I mean, I knew with my family, my friends, my wider family, and uh, my kind of uh, immediate community, I knew I'd be okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I was one of the lucky ones. Which, which, which is great, absolutely. But tell me then, what led you into a, a career as an actor? Because I have to talk to you about this because there's so much to your CV that I could yeah. talk to you alone about. Uh, but, <laughs> but tell me what what struck you about acting? Yeah, again, like I suppose it's merely that thing. There was it was there was something burning inside me. You know, I, I like uh, uh, I was I'm the fourth of five kids, so I suppose I was looking for a bit of attention somewhere. Like that. <laughs> 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 My mum and dad would tell you me jumping in front of camcorder videos. But um, it was really um, at the age of 16, I did a cross-border project with Dennis Darcy up in Dundalk and it was Romeo and Juliet and it was in the town hall, it was called Nest at that stage. And um, yeah, I really just got the bug. I really just knew this is what I wanted. I, I, I was a storyteller and I wanted to tell stories. I, I wanted to be, it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, being on stage and having the limelight around like that. It was just, that, that was, I, I had an aptitude for it. That mm. was, um, I really, and I, and I say to you now, even to this day, it's a vocation for me. I mean, uh, there's times where I prayed that I'd be happy stocking shelves or, or doing something else because it'd pay better and it'd be more regular work and it'd be more stable. But no, like, I mean, uh, being an actor, being a storyteller or theatre maker, um, it's, it's, it's inside me. It's just like a, a vocation. I just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's just it. That is uh, it. And I have to mention, because this is going to come out hopefully this year, you did perform in Kin, which uh, the wonderful Maria Doyle Kennedy is also in. She was talking about this when she was on with me. And this was shot during lockdown. And as well as her, this is like pretty much the cream of the crop in terms of Irish acting talent alongside yourself. Anthony yeah, in yeah, this yeah. one what was this like to perform in? Oh amazing look every new job is uh, a new uh, experience and it's new um, things to learn so every time you get onto a set it's, it's great it's, it's, you just soak it up like a sponge mm. uh, uh, but look that, that particular experience I went in for a one day um, kind of small part to, uh, as a guard and thankfully they, they took me back for a few more and uh, yeah I got to act alongside people like Charlie Cox who's Daredevil on, on, on Netflix and yeah. Aidan, Aidan Gillen one of our Aidan Gillen yeah yeah. yeah yeah so standing toe to toe with him in the scene is, is great experience <sighs> for an actor you know like me learning learning his craft so that was awesome you know I mean uh, so that's I think that's due to come out in autumn it's the same um, creative team as Love Hate and um We'll yeah, have to have you back. Really, we'll have to have yeah, you back when that date is set. So we, we'll, we'll extend that invitation now. But um, it does kind of bring me to the fact that you went to London to study over there and yourself and your partner at the time uh, went yeah. over to London and, and you studied and everything else. But you did make a big commitment to each other and had a civil partnership, which was, of course, at the time recognised outside of Ireland. What yeah. did that feel like to not have your relationship celebrated and accepted in your own country at the time? Yeah, it was so weird. Like, we... Um like we'd been together a long time at that stage and 
the civil partnerships became available up in Northern Ireland as part of the UK, but not in the Republic. Um, so when they became available in the UK, um, up we went to Belfast because we knew we were moving to London as well at that stage. And um, by doing it in, in Belfast, we were then going to live as a, a couple for the first time being recognised in, in a country. Um, so look, it was great. We, we went up, we got a matches bus, we up, we went with family and friends and, and uh, did the... Um, did the ceremony and this was February 2007 and then we had a reception back in Dundalk but the middle the minute we crossed back over the border we, we were no longer recognised you know mm. we, we'd done this amazing um, ceremony a, a, an hour or two beforehand and then the minute we crossed the border it was, it was no longer legal so uh, that was that was strange yeah that was strange I mean we were absolutely doing this great thing and look at the time for us it was it was you know a thing for us it was thing for us to stand up and do that in front of our family and friends um, and then to move over to London in August of that year and to finally live in a country where you are actually recognised as a couple that was amazing just a kind of a sense of self uh, a sense of like wow uh, you know I, we are worth this you know yeah. it's, it, it, that was, it was it, we didn't expect it to feel as different as it did but it did and then by the time we moved back to Ireland to 2010 um, Civil Partnership Act had been uh, had been passed the Civil Partnership Bill had been passed here I think it was enacted early 2011 if I'm yeah. right um, so so then we were finally first time living in Ireland in our home country uh, as a as a as a recognised couple and that was great you know it was like wow but look again it, it still wasn't enough we mm. still didn't have equal rights and that led us down a different path then yeah so. absolutely so this is when you both started to campaign for marriage for equality tell me oh. about being on the campaign trail what was it like knocking on people's doors looking for support for the yes vote well look the story first began a lot earlier now it started back in 2010 when we first moved back to Ireland we were interested in parenting and uh, as a same sex couple there's no parenting rights um, uh, so we were looking into that and we became affiliated uh, we became volunteers with the Marriage Equality Organisation which was still in its formative enough years back then and um, uh, we started going to Pride Marches and March Marriages at your TD campaign we volunteered for the organisation on the phones so I suppose just to say the marriage equality referendum didn't kind of happen overnight um, mm. we were also part of a video for the Constitutional Convention um, back in 2000. 13 or 12, 13, it's all blurring into what it is. To the fact that we actually had to argue to get the the referendum onto on the slate in the first place. So then, yeah, in um, 2015, the marriage equality referendum was looming. We already had set up the first regional uh, marriage equality organisation at that stage called Mar- Marriage Equality Louds, which then became Yes Equality Louds when all the Yes Equality campaigns started. And yeah, look, I mean, it was tough, Sinead. I mean, you had to sit there and watch people debate your future night in and mm. night out on TV, people who didn't know you, people who were talking about you as a, as a statistic or an ideological concept, not as, you know, um, somebody who had re- a real life and a real name. And, and at that stage, we were also parenting as well. And, you know, that threw up its own particular kind of complications or, or injustices. And, um, yeah, so look, there was that. Then there was also, yeah, as you say, we, we had to knock on people's door and actually ask for people's permission, you know, mm. to, to get married, to have equal rights. And overall, like, I mean, as I say, we, we knocked nearly on every door on Drada. And overall, the, the reaction was fairly positive. I mean, 
you'd have these instances where you turn up to somebody's door and you'd, you'd see the crucifix on the wall and then this kind of older lady would come to the door and you're kind of your heart would sink and you'd be like oh no and you'd be like you know we were looking for yes voting on um, May 22nd um, if you can do that and uh, not expecting much and then the, the woman would turn around and she'd be like absolutely yeah why wouldn't you get the same rights as me yeah blah 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 amazing Life. you'd have them go away skipping um, and overall the reaction was very positive now look I mean the downside was look I've been called every name under the sun mm. um, you know I was called an abomination I was spat at you know uh, there was other people spat at as well we were we were cornered at a stall uh, one day when we were canvassing as well and you know we had our son with us at the time too and that was just a very kind of sobering moment where mm. you were kind of trapped you know and you're just getting this rage level that you um uh, so look, it was tough. It was a tough time. It was a very oppressive time for the whole LGBT community. I, I mean, the upside of that, then we had, you know, the 23rd of May, which just swung everything around, which mm. was like, we thought we could, you know, like the future was theirs. You know, I mean, it was like Italian 90. It was like... It was like Italian 90, yeah. yeah. It was, you know, <laughs> you know, it was, we could do anything. I mean, we were the first country that voted it through in, in a popular vote. And, you know... The sense of achievement because it was it was a long hard road, um, and I know it's still the the struggle still continues. Now, yeah. if if I told you because normally I finish up Monday motivation by asking this, if I told you you could go back in time, right? You can't change anything about your life, but you can give some words of advice to seventeen year old Anthony who's about to go into that disco. What would you yeah. like him to know? Look, everything's going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got there's all these. Um, kind of demons inside worrying about this, that and the other. But look, everything's going to be okay. Trust yourself. You know, be who you are. You don't have to be anybody else. Be yourself. And that's okay. Anthony, thank you so much for sharing your story and for speaking so openly with me about this. I think the work that you're doing for the LGBTQ plus community is so, so important. I wish you all the best with the acting as well. Hopefully we will see you on a stage performing as well before this year is out. But thank you so much for joining me on Monday Motivation. Sinead, Sinead, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Say one last thing. Yeah. My my youngest brother, uh, my little, uh, my little brother, my big little bro, he had his first baby today. And I just (gasps) want to say a big congratulations to himself and partner Claire who had their first baby today and we're all delighted oh fantastic that's really really great news for the family thank you so much for that big big congratulations to him as well absolutely thank you Anthony for joining us if you want to get more information about you know or support or help or anything outcomersdrahada at gmail.com you can get in touch with Anthony there he's also outcomersdrahada on Facebook Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.